0: Black Man Podcast. I'm really excited to talk about today's topic because I think that it's one that we all can relate to. But before we get to the topic, I want to introduce uh, an awesome co-host, an awesome partner in crime, an awesome person, and individual. Um, the one that we refer to is the Queen Mother. <laughs> <laughs> you Maya's mother. Uh, Thank you. It's <laughs> Brumfield.
1: Hey, hey, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm really excited to jump in on this topic, on any topic, really. But anytime I'm having a conversation with you, it's always a great time. So let's explore.
0: Man, I'm excited. Um, I told you that I wanted to talk about unilateral unilateral actions, right? Um, One-sidedness. That's what I want to talk about today. And I think that at the core of that is really returning the favor, uh
1: reciprocity
0: thank you i'm glad that you you got the language to go with me um and 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 i think it's really important because it's uh, a dynamic in all relationships whether it's a friendship uh, romantic relationship um it's it's seminal and it's it's about meeting basic expectations to really you know move your um mutual position forward because it feels better to, to win is for me. It feels better for us to win than for me to just get my way.
1: Right. And with that comes, it's, it's so many layers to that because it's about communication um, because a lot of times we do for others what we, what we think that they want because it's based off of our own needs and desires. So mm. if I think that I'm providing you reciprocity in the form of my love language, but it's not touching the surface of what you need because that's not your love language. Then is it really that it's um, one-sided or is it that it's just not accepted because it's not in the form of the payment in which you'd like?
0: Yeah. It's not accepted. You're right. (laughs) Um, It's a realization that, you know, the fact that it's coming in a odd currency just isn't enough. It doesn't work. But that Um,
1: comes with communication.
0: Yeah, you should be allowed to have communication to get there. I agree. I agree.
1: And and when and when are you able to identify when it when it's one-sidedness? So how long does the transfer of uh favors or, or givings happen to this one well, person? I give and I give.
0: If you're an idiot, it can take years. <laughs> um, but if you but on average, like say we yourself.
1: had to put a number to it. Like if I do two things for you and something isn't reciprocated, then this relationship is one sided.
0: It really depends on where you're at in your life. But like seriously, I'd say two to three months. Two years is like you're really on the grind. You're really focused and you're not going to waste your time. Um, you don't have the margin. Uh, three months is being rational, being reasonable, and seeing that this person is only in it for themselves and their convenience and your happiness and your, you know, anything to do with you is in accepting the situation and acting accordingly because... I think that obviously we personalize it when um, people dehumanize us. Uh, mm. I don't think that it's something that we can always be delayed on. We can't afford to always be delayed on that because people really feel this, this way because of their own social constructs and uh, personas.
1: So I'm really glad that you touched on that because that was one of the things that that it really like flashed. I had like an, an epiphany while you were speaking. It was like really like our perception or our our vision and version of the world is based on the way our mind is thinking of the world. Right. So like, I'm, I'm only, I'm going to be receptive or I'm going to see something as one sidedness because is it that I set an expectation to receive something? So I'm doing it with the expectation that I'm going to get something in return.
0: Okay. So they always say with clinicians, our world's perspective, our worldview is through the lens of our experience. Absolutely. So I absolutely agree with uh, the point that you make. Um, and I see all those elements. Um, I just, I, I, I've only experienced it one time in one relationship. There's one chick that just can't respect me uh and i think it's interesting because i see all the things she does and it's really detrimental like to do that to people is horrible i didn't see it until it happened to me so i was just as much of a sociopath as this uh fucking <laughs> wow. woman i'm talking about you know
1: well or maybe it's not i don't think okay I guess it depending. Like, of course, you don't. No one wants to be used. No one wants to feel like someone is using them, and that not only or not just that um, their gestures are not reciprocated, but that they're not appreciated, and that no, that is not a good feeling at all. But I think if if we just can, if we do things just to do them the kind of hard like it just it feels good to do stuff for people without the expectation of getting something in return
0: it sure does it feels Uh, good to give it feels good for someone to give to you it feels good for all the extra things that uh the average person does throughout the day um to affirm uh that connection um because that's value is what i'm really learning um and and that's where it's really at Value.
1: Absolutely, it's about what you value most. Like for some people, it's more so like time. Like times, me spending time with someone—that's me, you know, giving something to someone. While someone else, like we're we're not doing nothing in this time. But it's all about what an individual personally puts the emphasis on. Like what do they value most? But if we don't communicate and verbalize, so that we have a clear understanding of where the other person is, then anything is up for interpretation to mean anything. You probably feel in all like something is one sided, and a person is like, well, this is a really great relationship. But if you have to communicate like, Hey, like, you know, like I would like this, you know, like I feel like, or if you just back off, if I feel like I'm giving and giving and giving, well, we'll own, taking and taking.
0: How miserable is that for a woman to feel like someone's asking you for something constantly And you clearly don't want to give it like uh, I've had my several aha moments uh, with that uh, premise in mind. But um, let's talk specifically about it. Uh, What's the scenario? Um, The boyfriend uh, wants to go to, I don't know, Hooters or uh, McDonald's or something. And Mm -hmm. um, girlfriend refuses because it's not her scene. Um, being told no so many times is really something that we can do without and I mean if that's sidestepping the relationship um, you know that's an option but we don't see compromise in this generation it's either everything's mutually ex- fruit, excuse me you know
1: okay let's unpack that so like if your partner if you want to do something and it's not your partner um uh, does that automatically um, like negate that from being something that you can still participate in. Is that what it's going down in, to? Is in the either you relationship, be
0: relationship, yeah. Like if the oh, girl really? refuses to come to your space, uh, and that's what you're being negated. Um, there's going to obviously be resentment from that because that's where you live. Um, well, or you or
1: <laughs> it, does the resentment come because you don't that you can't experience it at all? or because they don't want to join you in that experience because then that's unfair because i just feel like if if you love hooters and hooters is not your partner's scene like you get to still go to hooters go to hooters you just your partner you just understand that your partner doesn't want to go there yeah, but what you will cool. notice is is if that is something that truly means something to you and you're going to go whether they come or not if that part- person truly cares about spending time with you they will give in yeah. or they'll find or compromise. But if but if this is my I'm I'm not a like an expert or whatever but I would assume that but if I, if it's not their scene and you decide that okay well then you won't go then it doesn't okay then you don't necessarily have to go. So it doesn't make them feel like okay I should I should actually try this out. Because if I, if if I said I don't want to go or if that person said that they didn't want to go and then you didn't go then it didn't it would seem that is as if it's not important. I would assume it's about keeping I think, I think the resentment comes because then you start losing yourself because you make all these compromises because you don't do the things that you would do, you know, if you weren't with them. But the point of being in a relationship is being able to still be yourself. Still have your own singular identity and be with someone else as well. Like be yourself with someone else. It's not losing yourself with someone else. I think there lies the resentment of that one side. You feel like you're giving and giving because they didn't want to go to Hooters. So you took them to the place that they wanted to go to, but you never got to go to the place that you wanted to go to when it should be like, okay, like, I don't want to, you don't want to go to Hooters, but I really don't want to go where you want to go. Say this time we'll go here. The next time we'll go there. If that's not going to be it, then okay. How about you go
0: there? Like what you're describing. That's just basic human interaction. You're right. Um, that's basic human interaction. And, I mean, that's the way it, it plays out for most of us, right? Is that uh, you say you want to go to Hooters, I'll compromise. And stop. Uh, you don't want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, I'll see you at America's best. Um, so, I mean, absolutely. That's where you're coming from. I'm just laying out a scenario. Um To how I was able to become more aware of my abuse. Mm -hmm. So it's it's helpful because there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, as men, we put pressure on ourselves to serve the weaker sex, the weaker vessel. And you can really find yourself quickly in serving uh, being violated. So, Mm. you know, it's interesting things that come along with it. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you know that you gave honestly or the contention uh, and someone just really couldn't appreciate it?
1: Absolutely. Several times. And it hurts, you know, when you had to end it. But when you walk away, at least when I walked away, I, I was okay with walking away and, and never wanting to have hit the replay button because I did my part. And I think that that's really important. Like for me, is like when I'm in any situation, giving a hundred percent, so that when I do walk away, like I I don't need to do a replay in this particular situation again, because I gave what I had, you know, or whether it was respected or not. Like, I don't they know walk I'm... away with my with my character, you know, knowing that I I was always solid.
0: I don't know if I'm getting egotistical or not, but my thing now is where I'm really seeing what I'm giving, bringing to the table, et cetera, et cetera. And I have to be honest, like, I can't think of, I really can't think of a single experience of someone who couldn't appreciate me, uh, except for the, you know, one to note. And it's just interesting to me on, like, motivation on why. Um, And that's really, I don't know. Have you ever been in that situation where you had to come to the realization that someone's putting effort into trying to hurt your feelings? Uh,
1: Not not while in it. I think think Mm -hmm. my hindsight was a lot clearer. But in a situation that I think someone was intentionally trying to hurt me, no. But I think um, that has a lot to do with my um, over-romanticizing, toxic um, situationships.
0: Oh what let's talk let's unpack some of that say <laughs> that you over romanticize um, I'm not going to empathize with that because I want to think of you as the predator um, <laughs> and, in
1: Whatever. Doing so,
0: and in doing so, I'm trying to think of how you could be driving or pushing uh a toxic narrative and i i, I really could think of a couple of scenarios but in your own <laughs> words what would you say um you do that's um particularly toxic because i certainly have my toxic ways that i could outlay and i'm very comfortable sharing um
1: my toxic i I
0: don't don't lie don't i'm not (laughs) no no no.
1: i know that i do have some toxic traits um that i but in this journey that i'm currently on of like self-awareness and being the best version of myself um, I've definitely once I, I can identify what that is I'm on go with improving that so I think in my current state I don't have many toxic you know sure. traits but in the past yes. I have um, you know the regular like as a young savage you know beautiful young woman you know right. using my gifts to survive <laughs> um Minimal, like just great conversation manipulation. You know, guys really like, you know. Well, what do you guys like? What, what are some ways in which you have been, you know, taught like drawn in and used?
0: You know, it's funny you should say that. To be honest, anybody that knows me, any woman that knows me, knows I hate the concept of uh, friendships or uh, parlayed relationships. Right? I think everyone. I think you know. I hate that.
1: I I did not. I was actually not aware of that because I thought we had a great friendship. So I'm we confused. do.
0: We do. We don't have a okay. no relationship. So it's like I'm able to differentiate between the two worlds. And okay. It, it really frustrates me when women that I have relationships with don't feel that I can build friendship with them because I think you absolutely know this. I thrive. In the arena of friendship, like I'm just not trying to, you know, I'm I I I'm, I'm very, I think I'm a good friend. No,
1: no, you you're a great friend.
0: So I mean, I just don't understand why, when I'm in a relationship, there's so much pressure and stress, and like, I'm not trusted, and I'm realizing as I get older. I'm not getting a lot from my partners and I'm really sad about that because I know when I was younger, I don't know, (laughs) women, women are different women when they're engaged, when they want to be in a situation. And I, I I think I have to acknowledge that in my relationships because I think that's a source of my unhappiness.
1: Okay. that the first step is being able to identify it. I think, um, I think because I don't want to assume for the women you've been in relationships with, but as someone who is your friend and knowing like how solid of a friend you are, I could see how, you know, someone who is insecure could, you know, feel like you don't have genuine friendships, that they are maybe more than what you're leading them on to be. I could see how, you know, but it's all about, perception because if, if if you're dealing with a confident woman i believe right. you know there is gonna be no comparison that's one thing i in, even in my toxic relationships the men that i have dealt with i will give them that they have always made me feel like i had nothing to worry about and i don't maybe it wasn't even then maybe it was just me feeling like listen there is nobody better than me so i don't go i don't care go ahead it don't matter where you go where you who you talk to like it's me, like I'm. I'm one of a kind, so I'm not even worried about it.
0: You know, you call it security, which it is, but like, what is that foundation? Is that church? Is that God? Because I think that that's a like mindedness that you can see that differentiates relationships. Like, you know, you dating a good girl versus a party girl. The party girl is always worried about. Um, comparison and you know nothing is taken for her a good girl can see that it's only about her and there there never would be a comparison does that make sense
1: no you're gonna have to dig a little deeper in that because I don't think I don't know if a particular role obviously nothing fits any one hundred percent a, a group a hundred percent there will be some exceptions to the rules, so I think honestly, I think so my you're most saying savage that a
0: good girl isn't a virtuous girl.
1: no, 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 I'm saying that she might absolutely be a virtuous girl, but I'm saying I feel like my most savage ways, my most confident days were when I was a party animal, and it wasn't maybe it was more so that not only did I have that confidence, but it was
0: well yeah, I think you have the an rotation.
1: I yeah. think it was the rotation.
0: <laughs> it's iron sharp as iron. It's because you're spending more time with more people and you have to have mm-hmm. savviness in those relationships. And I think that savvy or productivity in relationships is um, emotional intelligence and game. I mean, that's what you get at the end of it. So, I mean, you know how to talk to these whole and you know how to get them to do what you need. So that's, that's a, a lethal combination and that's what you're describing, so... I respect that. I just I tell you that it's um overwhelming coming out of a marriage. I know I was in a relationship after I got divorced um that I um really uh had hoped would have uh developed a little bit differently, but um it's it's hard to find partners uh, and, and and people you can trust to build these relationships with because of all the things that we always are talking about in our lives, you know, uh, childhood traumas, uh, issues, past experience, um, the, uh, emotional hindrances and et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. Um, I think that it's just for me myself, It's so hard to find someone to trust. And uh, that's really where it bums me out in, uh, you know, trying to have a traditional relationship.
1: Hmm. I think so. What does (laughs) traditional mean to you?
0: Traditional. Uh, exactly what that ensues everything in that of <laughs> i mean but
1: your traditional might be different from our traditional i think but no, no. there lies a lot of issues is that people go in situations using language in which they assume the other person has the same understanding um, of the words that are being used and that right. doesn't necessarily mean that
0: monogamous so i'll just say monogamous because okay. we. that's um, definitely nothing It's
1: nowhere near traditional Monogamy oh, wow. is nowhere near traditional.
0: Are you, are you in a polyamorous or a poly, polygamistic relationship?
1: I, I Listen, I, I'm going poly- by tradition. I'm going by what you said. You said traditional. And traditional, men have had multiple women.
0: Men, not women. women have no, to no, have no, no,
1: names. no. Women, women stay true to the man. And traditionally, <laughs> the men going through a thousand people having babies everywhere and have a wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's tradition. Be like, be honest. Is that not, or is that tradition across across nations, religions, and homes? The man has multiple women's in which he deals with, and the wife is home. He has one wife, and he well, go ahead and do what that. he need to do around.
0: I'm gonna challenge that as far as my culture. I come from. A it's background. not necessarily
1: acceptable, quote unquote. Oh. But that's what the, really? when they talk about. You know, that's why your your grandma and your great grandma was with grandpa and great grandpa for so long because he cheated and she stayed.
0: I'm going to tell you something. So, I'm listening. So, my background <laughs> I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri, right? All my people are pimps, like like multiple women type shit. Like, I got aunties, uncles, madams, and all that, right?
1: Mm hmm. So,
0: so, like I always wanted to really find somebody that you love because that way you're with like that one person you guys really like each other's. with I've always romanticized um and I'm starting to realize that that might not be a thing because you can't be attracted to I can't as a man with a, a penis I can't be attracted to everyone it's too hard to do that because I would be building an all star uh team uh Omegatron. of of six to eight women forever, and that's not what I want to do. So I had to become aware very quickly as a man, like, how hard it is to put that pressure on one woman. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like, that's what I've always romanticized, is trying to find one person and not put all the um, outsourcing that men can easily do and just lie and just uh, say that I'm working all the time or provide my hobbies or play the, the distance game or the lack of community. You know what I'm saying? There's 30 different things I could be doing simply to benefit my position, but I don't want that. So I think I don't know. I, I don't I don't think I'm the only man in the world to feel this way, but um, I often catch myself having points of awareness on things that I don't want to be because I've known so many uh, people and instances of that being the reality, you know? Um, I don't think it's cool to be like, I, I I really refuse to be married and have any kind of girlfriend, side piece, anything like you're like, I want someone. I, and I'm willing to admit that I, that I would have someone that I could put on a pedestal, someone that I could commit to like that is more attractive to me.
1: Yes, and, and that to me is ideal, but that's not traditional.
0: Uh, okay. That's interesting you say that. I just, it's always, I, I always grew up in the school of replacer rather than chaser. And I've had to fight all that to, to make someone special and to realize that maybe they're just not special. Um, and that's what makes the whole thing so good to me um I've had a recent experience where you know um, somebody that you want is 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 right in the physical but you realize that there it's it's such a departure from what you deserve um there's the all the nuances and fairnesses of really being in love with someone are gone so it brings you to that point of awareness that this person is intending to harm you and that's hard to digest for the ego and the mind is that fucked up?
1: Um, I think I think it's, hmm, I guess I try more so to like think realistically in situations as opposed to like ideally in these, these rose, these, what is it? Rose colored glasses. Mm -hmm. So I think that every woman would love to hear that, that that's what, you know, men are wanting and that, and I'm not saying that it's not possible. I, I want that. I think that it's possible. Um,
0: what but, is that that you think is possible again?
1: About this monogamous slash traditional relationship in which you put this woman on the pedestal in which that there is no cheating and several other hood rats on the side.
0: Exactly. That's my dream. That's what I call the fantasy. That's my <laughs> right. Scenario. Right.
1: Yep. So um, so we kind of veered away a little bit just slightly from the one-sidedness of like, okay, so like in in this Total monogamous relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Do you believe that your significant other should play multiple roles? Like, should that person be your therapist, your best friend, your wife, your stripper hoe? Like, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely, (laughs) all the above. Okay, and so
0: one thing because that's her failing because she's gonna have to that's how poor love into her as a man, I'm not going to be able to just satisfy the stripper hoe. I'm not just going to be able to satisfy the lawyer. I'm not just going to be able to satisfy the bad bitch. I'm not just going to be able to satisfy the good girl. I'm not just going to be able to satisfy the church girl. I'm just not going to be able to satisfy the family. You feel what I'm saying? Like I got to be able to pour into enough small cups that I can <laughs> and I can make her happy. And that comes with connection because if she really loves me, Right up. I learned it. I'm right about this shit. I didn't even know I was right about this shit, but I had to have some experience. But if she loves me, all those things do matter. And if I'm getting it right, and I'm playing the game enough in all the right arenas, we're going to start to build something. And that building is protection and insurance and in and, and love and life and works and I I really believe that. So if you think the best vlog, please show me where I'm missing it so I can uh you know, change my position or get it right.
1: No, well, no, I was just curious because I think like when, when we go back to our original topic of like one-sidedness, I think that as a woman, right? Mm-hmm. I want I definitely want to be my man's best friend, my my partner, preferably as a heterosexual woman, um my man to be mm-hmm. my partner. I want him to be my best friend, but he's not going to be my therapist. I mean, he's going to be my male best friend, but, like, I have a, I have a best friend for real, for real. Yeah, I'm going to tell him a lot of things, but I'm probably not... I'm not going to say I'm going to tell him everything, but there are some things that, like... That's why I have girlfriends. That's why I have an actual therapist. Like, I don't want to put all of my weights on him. I think that That, that is
0: so interesting to me. I think... That, I'm not like that at all, but I'm evolving into that because that's a, a response Uh, I don't think that's our instinct. People give you feedback on how your stuff hurts them or you um, make observations on how your stuff affects, hurts, or uh, 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 goes into and is received by others. And in that awareness, it's what we're talking about now. Yes? One more time. You've had some experience with this where You've put your stuff on other people, and bad things have happened
1: uh, no i yes I, th- no. I think as a defense mechanism I, I've never put all of my stuff on anyone, but I think other <laughs> people have have required that of me, and I fell short because i'm still I'm still developing I'm still progressing and evolving that's the word I want to use I'm still evolving into the person I'm trying to be there's a lot of work some independent work that needs to happen and so I don't know if because I'm in this process of evolving into the woman that I aspire to be that I'm saying that I can't be all of these things for my man or if it's to me a logical thought process where I don't want to be all those things for my logical thought process I'm not sure yet, but I know in this stage and season that I am now, I think that the role that I want my man to be is I want my man to be my man. Like, yeah, I want to have, you know, I want us to have great intimacy. I want us to be able to share things. I want to be able to tell him things. I want to be able to come to him. But I don't want him to feel like he has to figure everything out. I don't I don't want him to feel like he has to play all of these roles in my life when I, I, I'm not here to add pressure to him. We're going to ride it together, do things together, plus a – Lighten the load, add to you know his table, not you know on his table, you know. Yeah, I like that. Add to his table, not on his table, you know.
0: I like that too. <laughs> I mean, I told you, like for myself, I'm kind of heartbroken because I've, I've realized that you can change people's lives, and I'd rather be an influence in someone's life to make it better, but. That'll never happen if they don't give you the opportunity. Um, so I'm learning that for myself because I block blessings all the time. I stop opportunities consistently in my life, and I I'm, I'm seeking an understanding of that because I truly, you know, I I, I truly have a bigger visions. So. Yeah. But I um I love all the I love I love how you how you lay it out. I know you're quite ambitious. (laughs) So I don't see where you'll get to a point where you'll be complacent in any situation that's stationary. Absolutely
1: not.
0: Yeah, I don't see that for you. Myself, however, I see myself ideally slowing down with a woman in a nice slow environment and just enjoying each other's time. That would be so that'd be so nice. That's what I pray for.
1: Mm. I pray Boy. for that for you as well. I you appreciate I
0: need that. Yes madam Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think that because you want to play them those many roles or all of those roles for your woman, that you should also require her? Because it's talking about this one sidedness. Should you also require her to be all those things for you?
0: Well, yeah, maybe that's where I'm just now getting to awareness because I'm pretty unfulfilled. Like I, I, I see how there's not a lot of security that a, a woman can feel with me in a failing situation. If a woman's not um doing the things that i need i know how i feel about that now and that's not a good place to be and i'm not a kind person in reaction to that when my needs aren't being met i'm not the most gracious man so
1: so can we back this up a little bit let's unpack this whole particular situation you said mm-hmm. that you were unfulfilled um you need to be f- you so <clears throat> before you can be in a relationship you need to be f- filled Alone. You gotta be fulfilled all by your lonesome. You can't go into a situation hoping that someone else is gonna fill your cup for you. That's not fair.
0: That's not fair to anybody, and it's not in life. And that's what I that's where I really hurt. I feel in life oh man, I was at the best place I could ever imagine about two years ago. Um I was debt free. Um, I had been divorced, um, kind of redefining some things. Because I think life after divorce is a unique journey.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, you know, um, the whole expectations from, from other people, I think especially coming out of a marriage is really different. You're redefining yourself and things. And I, I come to what we're talking about now and how important that is. You're strong enough and experienced enough to have um, connections or relations with people. Um, but where do those relations give you back? And after a series of one-sided relations, losing and having things taken from you affects you much differently than Giving and receiving nothing, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I say that just to kind of move to the point that love is a very powerful thing. And it's a very real thing. I mean, you can't, you don't confuse it. I think that a lot of times when we love people, and we acknowledge the fact that we really love people and there's love in the room, we're confronted with the truth. Because um, a lot of people will tell you, well, I don't really love you. <laughs> you know, you feel that for me, and that's great, that's beautiful. But when you are confronted with the truth of it, it's very powerful, if that makes sense. What's powerful? Um, Just the reality of the work that we do and if there is real love or not uh, as a byproduct of our connection. Mm. Because, you know, sometimes you get with people and um, she just wants the, the D. She doesn't really want the conversation. She doesn't want the man. She doesn't want anything but um, to get off and to get on. And she'll tell you. <laughs> You know, which is fine. It's just when women play that game, it bothers me when they pretend as if they're capable of deserving of or wanting of love, and it's just a delay. It's just to orchestrate whatever it is um because they're more comfortable with that than maybe a transactional scenario, hmm. I don't know. I just I think that that one sidedness gives itself away. Um, like I said, especially when we talk about love and transaction, uh, you can tell when a woman genuinely cares about you, is concerned for your well being, for your your spirit, and your mind, not just what she can get from you.
1: And how do you tell that? How can you tell that?
0: Well, I mean, if it's about every time I hang out with you, I have to take you on a date, I have to buy you a bottle, I have to do this, or I have to. There's some hoop to go through, uh, and there's never a time where we can actually spend time with one another, connect. Um, getting, you know, when those moments are gone, it's a red flag, and I mean, I, I, I'll always be thankful for my intuition and ability to perceive this, because, you know. Um, I think that everyone's instincts work well. It's just how often do we use them because we want to be kind to other people. Uh, that's an intellectual thing, not a spiritual thing. It's social, not or you know not uh, in- intuition. Mm. sound like you need a massage
1: <laughs> How does someone sound like they need a massage?
0: sometimes when we get stressed because we're so focused and we're just hyper-focused individuals um, and we want to knock down our goals and uh, we chase our ambition versus um, having that work-life balance or having that time for us to rest and recover, um, getting overzealous. We get lost in our projects. The mm. um, level-headed. We um, can often take some time for distraction to refresh recharge come back renewed uh, and and conquer and i think that's in your path as well i think that you're a very successful uh, person you have a great energy and vigor Um, i admire that very much about you so i really hope that you work that in your repertoire
1: well, thank you. I think in this particular conversation, when I'm taking these deep, these like these moments where I'm thinking about like, it's more when, I, when I'm when I'm not speaking and I'm just thinking and I take like these deep breaths. I'm really trying to overlook. I'm trying to understand or trying to best describe my thought process behind hearing what you're saying, because what I want to learn to do is be more um I'll try to understand people's perspective or their situations, and um, and assist in, in helping them process that. Because I feel like when I'm when I'm hearing, but not like, but not like pro- project, you know. Because I don't feel like I'm projecting my thoughts or my feelings on you. It's like a lot of times when I'm speaking with you, I, I feel like there's so there's so much that you're not saying that you're feeling and you're experiencing. And as your friend,
0: uh-huh. I want to. <laughs>
1: Huh,
0: I said that's sweet, you can feel the uh depth,
1: yeah, I can feel the stress, the hurt, like or like things that you just, and I feel like it's all as a result of like the lack of communication, whether it just yeah. be not necessarily communicating with the person that that made you feel that way, but just just getting it off your chest, like this is how I feel, like it's okay to say like that shit really hurt me, you know what I'm saying, instead of holding it well, in I and then like
0: for a long time, um. I was in a situation where I wasn't allowed or at least I was dissuaded from sharing my true hurt. And I went along with that, obviously as a man, protecting my ego, but now I'm at a really good point of acceptance where I realize that, you know, 90 plus percent of issues were not my fault. And it's, um, it's liberating, but it's still, you know, um, I have to admit in my heart, um, you know, uh, what I felt was what I felt. So um, I can't, I can't say that I didn't feel those things. I just know that it was um, uh, unfair. Uh, It it was a a high slant. Uh, It was with somebody who couldn't even reciprocate on, uh, you know, on any positivity, like zero percent Um, and that's what really hurts is just go into a situation that's primed or set up for you not to win or get your way it's a little um, awkward and that's why I wanted to record about it because anybody that's been in a situation like that it's uh, conundrifying because you do everything that you can to sustain abuse and Mm. that's not healthy you know that's not a, a, a healthy balance so yeah, absolutely. It's um it's a unique and strange uh blender situation. But in recovery, um I've learned that it's exposures everything. Being able to understand that your options were limited for a reason. Um people limit your options because the power, it's all about the power, it's all about being able to deny that person um what they want. Uh, and if you aren't successful on the front end, you'll be successful on the back end because it's a power dynamic. All you have to do is say no. You're the only person that can say no. It's a, you know, it's it's a six-six cycle, but I think I get it.
1: Hmm. I mean, that's, it's all about how we decide to view the world. And well, in the choices that we make after we decide what the world looks like or how it should be experienced everything is a choice or a lesson learned at least
0: i think the world i i, I think i'm either oversimplifying the world or um things when they're organic are that simple um but i mean loyalty is loyalty and love is love um I know that I'm motivated by both of these things. I'm going to treat people differently uh, when it's love, when it's real, when it's trust, when it's um, all the things that make this life um, so wonderful. That's the human experience. That's what makes um, everything with your friends that much better. Um, That's why going uh, with your family feels that much better. That's why you want to curse out or or fight that one cousin <laughs> you know, is because we're, we're human and we just are made of this experience. And we, we, we have to make the most of it, all of our interactions, because they can really mean the world to the world and the matter between life and death.
1: Absolutely.
0: I really believe that um, people just need to know their power, know their worth um, and, and and engage as such. Um, our world would be such a stronger and more influential place if we made our decisions based on, uh, what do you call this? Would you call it energy? Or would you call it effect? I hate the word energy, but I call it effect. Uh, how your words affect the world. Uh, uh-huh. When you speak positively, uh, or you speak from a perspective of life uh growth um mentorship um that's that's what you breed that's that's literally the ground that you're building on and i'm learning the power of coming together with um others uh or with yourself and and having full integrity that sounds like the answer
1: Oh no! I'm sorry. Nah. It's not. It's Queen. Actually, just a real side little um ad, real quick that I did mm-hmm. not get paid for. But <laughs> Queen Naja, that album that she just dropped. Let us know.
0: Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that's it? That's the one. I I I
1: like I I like a lot of her songs. I gotta listen to it again, but I actually like it. I didn't think I would as much as I did.
0: Well, I'll definitely have to peep that out. Um, Absolutely. So I appreciate the update. Um, what was I gonna say? You know, she's she's black in Italian, so. Why
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah. So I definitely mess with that, but like, what were we talking about? We were we were saying that uh, relationships. We were talking about connections. We were talking about humanity. Um, we were it, talking about one-sidedness. <laughs> Yeah, we were. We were talking about one-sidedness. And, I mean, I, I had a situation where I, it just really hurt to see that it was built entirely on one-sidedness. Um, you know, a relationship built just so, um, you know, she could have an outlet uh, of one-sidedness. It really is, it was painful to acknowledge that, but it is what it is, and... um I'm, I know that my role will be replaced. Uh, someone else will um, engage in that behavior. And I wish them much success um, in getting to the um, end goal. I just, I failed that one. So,
1: no, you did. So, I guess. It's about perception. I really just, that's one of the things that I really want to encourage just anybody that's listening to anything is just really, it's about your perception. And anytime you don't necessarily meet your mark in an attempt at something that you try to do, it's not a failure, it's a lesson. And you get to start over from the experience and this knowledge and wisdom that you've acquired through your first take. is mean, You're living a movie. Life is like a movie. Um, you just, you you do it once, cut action, all right, do it again. You take as many takes as necessary to get to where you want to go. It's all about your perception. I definitely perception. Agree
0: on that. I definitely agree on that. I just think I'm stuck at the slate process.
1: <laughs> you got this. If anything, I'm here to encourage that. And I think that we had a really great conversation. It's really nice when we have short and sweet conversation that people it can sure listen is. to. And they would want to listen again. And just know that if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or any thoughts about like, about your life, just communication is really key. And therapy is important for everyone, regardless of how sane you think you are. Like, you can never talk too much about your issues. Talk through them. Go through them. Um, It's really important that you have someone in which you can- Good therapy. What you're doing.
0: therapy where you walk away feeling uh, confident, like you're going to use the techniques. Therapy is a time for you to actually look at your issues and to have questions that you have answered. It's not a time to show off or a time to expose anyone but you. Therapy is where you get a <laughs> professional. That That's so personal. <laughs> it's where you can have a, a professional That's come so in good. and help you diagnose the things that are going on in your life and evaluate them with a professional so yeah i i really couldn't agree anymore um i definitely see the value of uh good therapy
1: all right all right
0: okay. until the next it's sound, right. somebody's logged off um the
1: modern black man podcast